Yo, yo, hey, we've been getting a lot of traction um, with the podcast. Actually, yeah, yeah? I actually um, had had a fan come up to me on the street. Oh, really? Yeah. He, wow. He, yeah, he was like a, he was a little boy, and he came up and he was like. Hey, Mister! Like, can I be on the, can, can I be on the podcast one day? Uh, you told him no, right? Oh yeah, absolutely! I pushed him in the mud. Did you stomp on his face? Yes, yes. And then I pulled out my baseball bat. And I beat him to death. How old was this kid? Uh, I don't know, like six. <laughs> All right, we got the evidence that we need. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. <laughs> God, I love that song. All right, guys, welcome to the Two Piece Podcast. My name is Travis. I'm your host. My co-host is Ant. Ant, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm a little under the weather. I'm getting over some some illnesses, so forgive me if I'm coughing and stuff. Uh, what song were you just listening to, Travis? The intro music. Boy, you ugly. <laughs> you ugly for that. All right, Ant, I have a great idea for today's podcast. Okay. Uh, so I had so much fun talking about a One Piece last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I love One Piece. Our podcast is named after One Piece. So I thought, hey, let's do another One Piece podcast. Okay. Yeah, so I, I know that you've been watching uh, One Piece recently. You're not all the way done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was thinking we could just do a little arc review of Alabasta. What do you think? Sounds good. Works for me. Arc review of Alabasta. All right, here we go. So and, uh, what, what do you think about Alabasta? Just give me your summary. My summary of it? Yeah. Um, It's the desert... <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good one. Uh, I think it was a little bit slow paced, honestly. Um, I think that it was cool. It was like the very first time that they did like a big story. You know, yeah. before that, it was just kind of like, here's an island, here's a city in the island, next island. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Alabasta is oh, <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I got bronchitis <laughs> and strep throat. I don't know if I told you that. That's what it was. That's gross. Yeah. Sorry. So Alabasta is the 11th story arc in the series, and it's the 5th and final arc of the Alabasta saga. So just to clarify, we're not talking about the whole saga in this podcast, just the Alabasta arc. So that means we're not talking about a little garden, or Whiskey Peak, or uh, what's the other one? Long Ring, Long Land, whatever. I don't even know. Uh, Drum Islands, or we're not talking about those. We're talking about Alabasta, where they're actually in Alabasta. Um, and it's uh, 39 episodes long, which at the time felt super long because it's mm-hmm. like way longer than any of the other arcs we had had up to that point. But now, in hindsight, it's like a little baby arc compared to what we've had. Like, Dressrosa was like 120 episodes. Oh of, my yeah, gosh. It's like, <laughs> so it, it was long at the time, but it really wasn't that long. Um, so yeah, it's uh, just, I just want to talk about just the, uh, like the plot of it. Um, so this is the first time that the Straw Hats had to encounter a warlord level opponent we, yeah we got, we got crocodile yeah which by the way freaking love crocodile crocodile was really good yeah. crocodile like if you it like if you crocodile's great yeah. <laughs> i freaking love crocodile yeah um if, if you don't you, like if you don't understand why crocodile is like a good character like there's something wrong with exactly like, he's yeah just so it's perfectly like, written like yeah he's so he's got he, like the the mob boss thing going yeah. you know he's just cool he's got he's the uh i guess he's the second logia uh, since they, he goes against Smoker before that. That's true. I mean, I don't even count Smoker just because it's like they they see him for like a couple episodes. Yeah. and he's he's not even really a villain. Yeah, he's like a he's, he's a law. He's bringer. an antihero. I guess yeah. He's just a antagonist. He's, he's part of the law. Like yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Crocodile is just great, and so he has this organization called Baroque Works, which 
Like, honestly, sometimes I feel bad for Baroque work because I feel like Crocodile put, like, a lot of work getting that together. And they get uh, that work yeah. whenever they, like, <laughs> shows up. Yeah, like, it, it was, Baroque Works was a very well-organized organization. Um, and just, like, a little background on Crocodile. Crocodile, at one point, wanted to be the King of the Pirates, like like anybody else did. He was he was there at Roger's execution. Mm-hmm. And so he went out just like any other pirate. And he got smoked by Whitebeard on, on the Grand Line, which is why he hates Whitebeard so much. And so he gave up on being King of the Pirates. That's not his goal. He just wants to find power in another way. So that's why he started Baroque Works. And so Baroque Works, they hide as like as if they're bounty hunters hunting for pirates, but their real job is taking over Alabasta for mm. Crocodile. So so basically Crocodile wants to take over Alabasta by um, making it to it. They have this, uh, I, f- I forgot what it was, like this powder that makes it not rain or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's I do like, remember that. It's called yeah, like yeah. dance powder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes it to where, the, you know, <coughs> you can't get any rain. So it's they're, they're in the desert struggling and then Crocodile's like their hero or whatever. Yeah. So really, he he, he looks like the, the good guy, but obviously we know that he's, he's a bad guy. And so he wants to take over... Um, Alabasta, and the reason why he wants to do that is to get the Pluton, which is the ancient weapon that is in Alabasta. And why does he want to get Pluton? Who knows? Who the heck knows? Because <laughs> they never freaking say. They do they say what it does? Or? No, they, or the, it's a weapon. They say that much, but it's very broad. Like he's just like, I gotta get Pluton. So I can have power. And you're like, okay, but what you going to do with it? Like, <laughs> what does he want? Congrats, uh, man. You got yeah, the power now. My, but yeah, but my, my personal theory is that he wants to take out Whitebeard with it. That's just what I think. Just because he's, he's really dead set on taking out Whitebeard later in the series. I don't really re- Okay, I was about to say later in the series because, like, I don't remember that at all. I didn't even yeah. know Crocodile shows back up. Yeah, so. he, he does come back later later on. And he's like, I got to kill Whitebeard because um, he has a grudge or whatever. Gotcha. But, um, but yeah, it's just like... They, they never, I can't speak to that because I don't know about all yeah, that. <laughs> they, they never say why he actually wants Pluton, but he really wants it. And so that's and that's what uh, leaves us here. And so he starts he starts a uh, a revolution that's like a rebel army that rises up in Alabasta and they like he like frames the king to make him look like he's a bad guy or whatever. And uh and so yeah, this big war breaks out and Luffy and the Straw Hats come and they mess everything up and Luffy kicks Crocodile's booty and uh then that's that. Then Crocodile goes to jail and impelled down. Um, so yeah, that's just a, just a little summary of the arc for those of you who maybe haven't seen it in a while, or maybe you haven't seen it yet, I just pulled everything for you. Um, this is an arc review. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, watch, it's a review. Yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it. Um. <laughs> so what did you think of the actual island of Alabama, like the setting of it? Yeah, honestly, Alabaster is probably not one of my favorite settings. Like, the the whole desert thing, mm-hmm. it just kind of gets old after a few episodes, you know? It's like, the scenery's not that great. After after you have, like, you have islands that are on, like, Skypea or, like, Water 7, which are just, like, these great, like, you know, beautiful islands. And it's like, Alabaster's just, like, the desert, you know? So well, I would like, even, like, say, like, for me, because I've seen Skypea also, and Skypea, even though, like, the setting is supposed to be really pretty, like... For some reason, it was still just kind of off-putting for me, and it was the same reason that it was in Alabasta, is because there's only so much color that you can put on the screen exactly, with yeah. the desert. It's yeah. like, most of it is, like, orange, yeah. sand, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, brown, orange. Like, it's yeah. very dry, like... The same thing yeah. for Skypea, it was just, just white everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, there's there's not much else to it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's definitely more color in Alabasta than Skypea. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it was just so arid and dry, like... Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed a glass of water. Yeah, dude, that's that so true. It. You watch Alabaster, you're like, man, I'm getting thirsty. You know, and it's like, it does a good job of like selling the whole, like, this, the country's in poverty 
thing because mm-hmm. it's like, man, they're in the desert, so you feel like, man, I, they're suffering over there. Yeah, but yeah, it's not very great for the aesthetic, not very pleasing to the eye. I, I, yeah, so it's not my favorite. But I guess, it, but but it, what they did do though is they did set up like, like you said, like they really like sold you on. Yeah, this place is struggling. Oh yeah, they are struggling, big struggle. Big time. Big time struggle. <laughs> Big struggle. I'm starting uh, a new boy band called Big Time Struggle. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. thanks, bro. That's, yeah. yeah, Big Time Rush. Shout out to Big Time Rush. <laughs> 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 All right, so, and I want to ask you. Um, so I, I just want to go through the, your highlights of the art. Like, what makes this art great to you, personally? I got to know. Um, I'm really nervous. <laughs> Voice cracked. <clears throat> what made it cool to me? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like the best arc in my opinion. Like, just because of like the pacing of it's like that. I will say the number one thing that just made my jaw drop. I was like, ah, ah was when it's the second fight that Luffy has with Crocodile. Mm-hmm. When Crocodile like stabs him through the chest with oh, his hook. Yeah. I was like, dude. Luffy is done for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is dead. He is not coming back from this. Yeah. I, I, I literally thought to myself, I was like, he's like, I thought, I thought he was dead. I thought someone was gonna have like a devil fruit power that can like bring people back, or yeah. something like that that we hadn't seen yet, or like yeah. someone had some sort of ability that they would save him. But like, I legit was like, this dude's through. He's, oh, yeah. oh, he got stabbed through the chest. Yeah. Like, how you come back from that? Yeah. Like, that's that's one of the things that makes Crocodile like really interesting because at that point in the story, he's the first guy who just like just swamps Luffy. Like, like Luffy... Had no yeah, chance. Exactly. Yeah, like, like Luffy going... Yeah, because that, that's before that you knew about his weakness, so you're just like, man, this guy has no chance against Crocodile. And, like, like the biggest guy that he had gone gone against was Arlong at, at that point. And yeah. Arlong, it's like, okay, he, he struggled. But during the Arlong fight, you were always thinking, like, all right, Luffy's going to pull this one out. Like, you weren't right. ever like, man, Luffy's outclassed by this guy. And also... Oh, Crocodile's bounty, and, and bounty's not a, always a great representation of power in One Piece, but it, it gives you an idea. Sure. H- his bounty was like, I think, what, like four times as big as Arlong's was at mm. that time. And when and he's a warlord, and so that when you are when you become a warlord, your bounty freezes. And so he could have gotten stronger. His, his bounty is frozen from the time where he became a warlord because he works for the government now. Mm-hmm. So who knows how high it would have gotten if he had stayed a pirate, you know? Um, and so... Yeah, so, like, you're just, it's the first, it's, like, the biggest guy that Luffy's gone against up to this point, and you're just, like, holy crap. And also, you've had five arcs leading up to this fight. Yeah. You know, so it's just, like, real, like when Luffy just gets stabbed in the chest, you're just like, oh, my God, like, this man's in trouble. <laughs> Oops, look out, Luffy. <laughs> yeah, it's really the first time that he's just, like, <coughs> big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, anything else do it for you? Um, I did like the, the final fight, like, in the... The city square. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a kind of a cool scene. That about like the war. Yeah, yeah. I thought that sort of like the that whole time leading up to that, and then was it Koza? Was that his name? Koza. Koda. It was like it was like the guy who led the revolution. Against... Oh yeah, I can I can never remember that dude's name. I think it was Koza or something yeah. like that. Kozu oh. or something. Yeah. Um. Pretty un unmemorable guy. Yeah. Honestly, I think he was kind of like. He was written in so well, but then he was just sort of abandoned. Oh yeah, to like the chagrin of the writers. Yeah, he, they just had to give a face to the rebel army, and then it's like then they just kind of tossed to the side. Yeah, um, but I, I really liked him. I liked his story. I just hate that he was like sort of sideswiped mm-hmm. in terms of like how much attention he got. Yeah. Um, but I thought his whole whole deal was pretty cool. How he sort of like I did hate sort of the irony though of like 
it was like just a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Like, he was being tricked, basically. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. And it was like, if only, like, what was the girl's name, Vivi? Vivi, yeah. So like if only Vivi could actually have talked to him and, like, explained what was going on, mm-hmm. then everything would have been okay again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, my, my highlights... Um, and you, I mean, you know me, you know, I love fights. So like sure. if in order for an arc to be good in my eyes, it has to have good fights. And Alabasta delivers on the fights. The one, one fight that I like more than all the other ones is, uh, Zoro versus Daz Bones or Mr. One, whatever you want to okay, call it. Okay. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I almost, I almost talked about that one too. Cause yeah. that one was a pretty cool one. So great. Like any fight with Zoro is automatically cool. Um, but it, it was just such so interesting how they set it up because da- Daz Bones has the I think it's called the dice dice fruit in English I can't remember what it was called in Japanese, um, but he so basically his whole body's a blade you know and so which is perfect he's going against a swordsman mm-hmm. and his like he's so Zoro's basically going against a human blade right you know? yeah yeah and Daz Bones is such a great villain like he he's basically every, he's the most crocodile esque member of Baroque words besides crocodile himself you know he's, sure which he's, makes sense he's, he's number one exactly yeah he, he's like he's very like you know, serious, stoic, and he's, like, very he's, confident. He's mission-oriented, yeah, too. Yeah, he's, like, like, really confident in his abilities. And he and so he's just like, yeah, uh, sorry, man, I've never lost you a swordsman, so Zoro, you're, you're screwed. And Zoro's like, well, you ain't gone against me. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, and so, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is so great. And so they fight or whatever, and at first Zoro's kind of, like, putting up a fight, you know? Yeah, because I was even going to say, it's like, he, he, Zoro, like, it's like the first time you really see him, like, meet someone also who has, like, sort of outmatched him. Yeah, besides so, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, well, that's true, but, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. in terms of, like, someone who he can actually, like, overcome and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Same, same sort of way where, like, Luffy fought Crocodile, like, Zoro was like, okay, well, it's now it's like, make it or break it, I'm gonna figure exactly. out how to... Yeah, he, he literally gets stronger during the fight, because right. at first he tries to cut him, and obviously he can't, because he's metal or whatever, or steel, I can't remember. Um, and like steel, yeah, 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 and so he, and so you, you get to watch him learn how to cut steel, which is just great, and so, yeah, like, Daz Bones just, like, just cuts the crap out of him, like, really gory or whatever, like, he for had, one piece. Zoro had gotten his, like, new cursed blade at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, he got that in Logtown. Um, so yeah, he's got the new blade, so he's got his three swords again, and... And so, like, and so he basically almost dies, you know, and he gets back up or whatever, and Dazzle's like, what? How'd he get up? And, uh, and then, yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna cut you now, and he freaking does. <laughs> and, and even Daz Bones was, like, just, like, as he was, like, you know, passing out, he was just like, props, man. Like, respect. It was just so great. Like, <laughs> Also, I will say that, and I feel like this is a, sort of a theme with, like, some of the One Piece fights that I've seen, is that they'll go into the fight, realize, oh, shoot, I don't know if I can beat this person. Yes, I can. And they'll get one hit on the person, and then they're done. Yeah, I, I, they do do that a lot, especially with Zoro, because that happens again in Skypea, which we'll talk about whenever we get to that arc. But it's just like, like he'll be getting beat the whole time, and then he just like gets one good shot on him, and they're done. I'm just like, wow, okay, like that's all it took. You know? It's like this person has like no resistance, no resilience. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it, it was uh, that, that part I was kind of like, Mar-, but it, it couldn't take away from the fact that it was such an amazing fight, you know? Sure. And, and like. Oh, and I just love Zoro, so I'm, I'm biased, you know. Um, the other thing that I really liked, which, and I normally don't like Usopp, but Usopp and Chopper's fight against Mr. Four, I really enjoyed. Remind me what um, Mr. Four Mr. Four, he was like the big old dude with the baseball bat. Oh, and yeah. And he had that mole lady with him. I can't remember oh, her yeah. name. Yeah. And so. She was Mrs. Valentine. Yeah, that's what it was, Miss Valentine. And uh, so basically. They, she just kept, uh, like, going under the ground and taking Usopp's feet and, like, running him up towards the uh, Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford hit him with a baseball bat. And so, yeah. and so Usopp just takes a pounding, and you're just like, 
holy crap, you know, like, Usopp doesn't have a whole lot of cool moments, but uh, they, he does have a cool one in this, uh, where he's, like, they're just like, man, like, Luffy's already dead, like, this is where he, like, they still think that Luffy's dead or whatever, they're mm-hmm. like, Luffy's already dead, like, what are you doing? And he, like, gives his, like, whole speech about, like, like, you guys don't know what you're talking about, like, I believe in Luffy, and you're just like, man, Usopp, you're my guy! Yeah, he, you know? he does kind of have that sort of, like, indomitable spirit about him. Yeah, it, you know, and, and he's getting, like, wrecked by that bat, like, he's taking a bat to the face, like, over and over again, you're just like, right. holy crap! I mean, even that image of him, like, towards the end of the fight, where it's, like, his eyes are just completely whited out. Yeah. And just blood. Yeah, his, his nose, nose like, is all broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's also um, <coughs> it's also Chopper's first fight uh, with the Straw Hats, because it's right after okay. Drum Island. So it's like, you get to see Chopper fight as a Straw Hat for the first time, mm-hmm. which is cool. And he uses horn points, which he had been saving, apparently. Um, and, uh, and, and, oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, and, so I, I think they they beat him by using, like, a smoke screen or whatever, and, like, he makes the guy hit, accidentally hit his partner with the bat. Um, mm-hmm. it was just, like he just outsmarts them basically, you know, and he actually pulls off a win, like, like, yeah. it's, and like it's it's a win that's not BS, you know, like there's some right. we saw wins, you're like, all right, that was BS, but this one's like, okay, no, he actually just outsmarted him on that one, you know. I think that Usopp was a he did a fight in the Arlong, yeah, arc, oh, yeah, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, like I remember that, and I was just like, Mark, <laughs> he fought like one of the like fiercest like fish people or something like that, yeah. it was, like one of their top warriors, yeah, I, yeah, it was stupid, yeah, uh, but that arc, that, that part was great. Um, so, and I, I want to know, like, I know that you don't think super highly of this arc, so what what, what brings it down for you? I, I got to know, man. Oh, I've said it like a few times now, the pacing of it's like that. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it that. I guess it was just, I'm a very, like, fast-paced, like, person whenever it comes to, like, watching television shows and stuff like that, so the fact that this was something that was, like, drawn out, and it was a build-up, and just the kind of way that I'm not necessarily akin to, Mm it's like, it was just a personal preference for me. I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with the arc, Um, but I do know that you have some issues with it. Oh, yeah, I do have a few issues. And, and don't get me wrong, I like Alabasta. Um, yeah, and I actually believe that, like, no, there's no One Piece arc that I think is bad. Let's just get that out the way. Sure. You know, like, it just doesn't exist. Like, even the ones that I think are the worst ones of the series, I do still you, enjoy. Okay. Do you watch the filler? Uh, I do watch certain fillers, not all of it. Just okay. the good ones. Um, but anyways... Uh, so yeah, but this arc, some stuff just threw me off. Like one, one big thing that I always remember disliking was the Nami fight versus mm-hmm. I can't even remember her name, but she had the spiked fruit. She was, um, she, was she she's a part of Baroque Works. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a Baroque Works member, and she and she had the Miss Doublefinger. Uh, yes, I don't know how you remember these names, dude. I cannot remember. That. I guess you watched them more recently, but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, she she has the spike devil fruit or whatever. Her names aren't crazy, sort of like Japanese yeah. names that are impossible. Those are the names <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it's like oh. fi- finally someone named Mrs. Valentine. I remember that devil <laughs> finger. That's a super weird. How much you know? Bus can do, bus can do, dust You mean number one? <laughs> but yeah, Mister so, Three. Like, I can't remember that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nami gets a fight, and and I do wish. Like, I don't know how I feel. Whenever Nami gets to fight, it just always feels weird to me because she's just not a fighter in my mind. No, she's not. You know? Um, she's, not supposed, she's a navigator. Like. Exactly. Like, she, it's just not really her role. Um, but, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with her getting one every now and then. But, just, like, it's got, you got to make it realistic. Yeah, you know? put someone like, on her level. Yeah, like, like their like, navigator. Yeah, like, she's your navigator. <laughs> yeah. She, like, she's using the climb attack for the first time, which is the weapon that she still uses to this day. Like, she's, like, a better version or whatever. But it's essentially just a, a climb attack. And it's her first time using it. 
and she's going against a Devil Fruit user, and she pulls out a W, which is such BS, man. I'm sorry. It's such a, like, lethal Devil Fruit, Yeah, too. like, one stab, and Zombie's done, and she somehow gets out of that fight unscathed. She, like, she's able to dodge every single attack yeah, ex- from this person. Yeah, like, Nami, should just, she shouldn't be able to, it's just such a plot armor, you know? It's like, Nami, at that level, shouldn't be able to beat any Devil Fruit <coughs> user. <coughs> Um, it's just, I mean, it's just simple. Like, you know, so it was just, the plot armor just was too much for me. I was like, this fight is, I can't do it. Um, plus the fact that like, Mrs. like double finger, she just stands around and lets Nami like charge up and like learn her abilities and stuff like that. And you could say it's like, oh, well she's arrogant just like, uh, crocodile. But it's like, no, like, yeah, if she's a part of Baroque works and she's like here for a mission, she's going to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. It's like, get out of here. I don't know. Like, it was just such a BS fight to me. It was just like, (laughs) I don't know. I could talk about it forever. Um, But there's one thing that I really, 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 really got to talk about, and You've been been wanting to talk about this since before we started recording. I was like, just hold on, hold on. I'm like, wait. Like, I just, because this just makes me really mad. Um, And And I would agree. It was like one of the first things that I I talked to you about after I watched it. I texted you about it. Yeah, so there's a character named Pell. Mm-hmm. You know Pell. He has, know he Pell. has like the Zoan Devil Fruit where he turns into like an eagle or a bird it's, or something. Yeah, Falcon, I think. Fa- what it yeah, was. Falcon. Um, and he he's like one of the people who works for like directly under Princess Vivi or her dad or whatever. Yeah, he's like one uh, of the protectors or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and and so and he like ends up sacrificing himself uh, to like he like takes the the bomb or whatever and like flies away. It's right, like, it's like a big thing. Yes, yeah, so that everybody doesn't get blown up and it's like super noble. And you're just like holy crap! It's like the super emotional moment. You're like. Dang, dude, Pell just sacrificed himself. Like, that's, that's like crazy. He didn't give anyone a choice. He's like, I'm doing this by, like, psh, yeah. Goes off, does it. Yeah. Freaking martyr. Exactly. And you're just like, holy crap, man, Pell's awesome. And, and you're, but you're like, he's definitely dead, though. Like, yeah. surely he's, like, you're, he's gotta die. Like, but that's the thing. He doesn't die. He stays alive. And I don't even want to talk about how he stays alive. Because we could, because this dude took a bomb at point blank range, and but I'm not even gonna talk about how. I want to talk about why. Right? Why did he have to stay alive? <coughs> Who like Oda was writing this, and he was just like, "Oh man, I can't kill off Pell. The yeah, the fans, the, guy. the fans can't take it if we kill off Pell." Who it was like emailing Oda was like, "How dare you, you kill he you monster? Bring back Pell!" <laughs> like, right. who was nobody was asking for that. Nobody cared. Like, if the way he went out was so cool, like he would have been such a more memorable and great character if he just let him be dead. But no, he brings him back for what? For what? I mean, literally, just to like. The fan service of being able to... Happy play, like, ending! Ooh. And he was there the whole time! Yeah, it's like, get the frick out of here, man. It's like in Naruto, when, and this is kind of a spoiler, but my guy uses, like, the eight gates, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like, you use the eight gates, you're supposed to die. Sure. Like, that's the whole point. So my guy uses the eight gates, and he's about to die, but then Naruto, like, God Naruto, comes and saves him. Um, and he gets to live, but he's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. It's like he, mm-hmm. like Barto's going, like he's he's still in a wheelchair. And I'm just like, what was the point of that? Because he would have been so much cooler and such a like a better like like a legendary character if he had died. Yeah, like that. that's the whole point of like being a martyr. Exactly. Like, like the, anyone who is like has that sort of name of martyrdom on it, like you will 
always be remembered past your days. Exactly. Like, but now he's just a guy in a wheelchair. He can't help with ninja stuff. Like, he's just in a wheelchair, like his old dude. It's like, why did you think you had to save this guy? It's the same thing with Pell. It's like, man, what? Like, <laughs> what? Nobody. He's not a reoccurring character. He hasn't come back since. Right. You know, it's like, why did he have to live? I just don't get it. Like, I, it was the first time I was mad at a character. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the joke of, like, showing up to your own funeral to, like, to see how people, like, are reacting to it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so tacky. Yeah, like, it's just like get the heck out of here, Oda. Like, come on, Oda makes very few mistakes with, with his writing. I love his, <coughs> I love his stuff. You know, he he mm-hmm. always connects everything, and he just hits the right plot points. But man, he really missed the mark with that one because that was just stupid. <laughs> like, maybe that's yeah. like I don't know if he was like marketing towards kids or like the kids can't handle it. Like, I mean, it was still pretty like kid oriented at the time. Yeah, like have you ever heard the four kids translation? Mm-mm. Bro, the Forkis translation is so stupid, man. Like, like there's like, cause it, it's a different translation than, than the actual English, cause like oh. L- Luffy curses and stuff. So like, the, oh, that's true. Yeah, so for the Forkis translation, like it's like their own people doing it, and so it's oh. all these different voices, and like they say these and, like Crocodile makes these corny puns the whole time. Yeah, oh. like that part where he like where Luffy gets like swallowed by the sand, like after he gets uh-huh. stabbed. <laughs> Crocodile's like, and now you're going to be desert doo doo. <laughs> what the heck? Yes, he says desert doo doo. Crocodile says it. <laughs> oh, like crocodile. Yeah, like how the, could they allow that yeah, garbage yeah, through the television? It's like, bro. I saw that. I've never actually watched that. Obviously, but I saw it on YouTube. And I was losing my mind because like the kids like see that and they're like yeah, desert doo doo. Yeah, like crocodile would never say that. <laughs> now you're desert. And he said. His voice sounds like they're like, now nah, you're, now nah, you're just gonna be desert doo doo. <laughs> like what the frick, what man? On earth? Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, I, I, I just had to talk about Pell because that just freaking makes me so mad. Because why, why? I just can't, can't do it. Um, so uh, that's pretty much all I have as far as uh, low. <coughs> it's, it's really a great, it's really a great um, arc. You know, it's, it's definitely in my top. I actually made a made a list. On all my favorite arcs, so are you? Are you curious on where this one ranks? Uh, I don't want to know all of them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you all of them. Okay, but uh, different list for a different time. Yeah, different list for a different time. But this one's number five on the list. Okay. Yeah, so I have it pretty high up there. I like Alabaster a lot. Okay. Um, and studying for this podcast is maybe even like it more. Get to look back. Hmm. A little bit of a little bit of nostalgia, a little trip down memory lane for you. <laughs> yeah. So overall, what do you think about the arc? It was good. I mean. Like I said, it's not my favorite one. I haven't been through a ton of them. Um, honestly, I think I would have. Li- I think I liked the Arlong arc more just because it was like a faster pace mm-hmm. to it. Um, I mean, I got ADD, so yeah, you know, uh, I like shiny things. If something else comes along, I'm gonna <laughs> keep my. If it grabs my attention, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like that more. <laughs> um, and the fact that this was so like drawn out, it was just like okay, let's let's keep it going, yeah. keep it going. Man, you've it's got a you've got a big storm coming, my friend. <laughs> oh, I know, but it's like also like the scenery was just sort of drab, yeah. And it was like that on top of it all was like there was no sort of like spectacle to it. I will say another like highlight was when they went to the casino that Crocodile runs. That mm. was like a really cool thing for me too because it was sort of oasis in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, to kind of see that pit boss. Guy in a, like a giant fur. Yeah, when coat. they first introduced you, you're just like, man, this guy's cool. Like, yeah, he's got the scar across his face. It was just, he was just everything about him was just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it was it was good. I mean, all in even it's kind of like how you said, like looking back on it, 
has helped me sort of more appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, like, what, what's your like? Who's your straw hat MVP of this arc? Like, different straw hats shine in different arcs. So who do you think gets the MVP for this one? Believe it or not, like for me personally, I think it would probably be. You already said it earlier is Usopp. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like overall, he doesn't do as much, but I think you see him. Be, you see the most development from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that he believes, like you see the commitment in what like Luffy's doing through Usopp, yeah. and the fact that like Luffy is actually a good leader because he's able to rally a, tr- a troop together. Mm-hmm. That has so much resolve that he's like, yeah, I'm willing, like, Luffy's died, okay, I'm going out with my captain. Like, yeah. if my captain's willing to die, I'm dying with my captain. Yeah, that's true. That shows you, man, like, Luffy's, like, morale, like, it goes, like, it, it goes down through, like, his, his crewmates. And, like, people, like, people don't get that. Like, Luffy's a good leader. Like, he's the captain. Yeah. You know, like, he's a good captain. Um, and everyone's, like, always gives, like, wait, this guy's the captain? Like, what the heck? Like, yeah. he's so dumb. It's like, but he's, like, he's mission-minded. Like, he... He gets to know his people. Like he's a good captain. Yeah, that's true. Um, my, my MVP uh, is uh, we actually haven't talked about him a whole lot during this podcast, but it was, my MVP was Sanji. Really? Um, yeah, because like, and, and this is just go, like overall just contribution. Like Sanji was the first person to talk to Crocodile like on the phone, like in a little garden. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Um, but yeah, so like, so Sanji he he pulled that off. And then when all of the when Crocodile had trapped all the Straw Hats, Sanji's the one that came and busted those dudes out. I, was, I don't know if you remember that. Um, I do. Yeah, so like Sanji, like told, like they would have been screwed if Sanji had come save them I at that point. I guess that's true. Um, and and then he also has a really good fight against um, Bon Clay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, like I just I was like he he Sanji had gotten kind of cast to the side for the past for the like the previous arcs before, mm-hmm. and so Alabaster he like. Just came for and shine. He saved the day, you know. So I feel like he did, he still hasn't gotten as much screen time as I would like him to. Yeah. What was the arc that he came from? I can't remember. Barity. Okay. Somewhere, yeah, the, like where the the cooking mm-hmm. ship or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that his his fighting capabilities are so much better than what they've showed off at the, up to this point. Yeah, that's true. So I yeah. feel like the fact that he went up against a fight against Bon Clay of all people, it's like. Yeah, and really? yeah, he kind of got screwed because it's like really Bon Clay. Like, he, but dude, I actually love Bon Clay, so don't talk about Bon Clay. Dude, I hate Bon dude, Clay. I know, and now in Alabaster, you hate Bon Clay, but he gets way better later on. God, I hate Gon. I hate him so Bro, much. He's so annoying. You're gonna like him. I'm telling you, you're gonna like him. Like, he's just annoying. Like his aesthetic is just. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's one of those people that turned me off to the anime because whenever I'm watching it as a kid mm-hmm. and I see this dude. Dressed up like that, <laughs> I'm like, "What the heck is yeah. this?" Yeah, his, his outfit in Alabaster is so like horrifying. Like the Does, did he like, change outfits? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like, like the whole like I don't know what it's called. Like the like the tutu. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a ballerina. It's, it's like a ball though. Like he has a ballerina. I think that's just his body. That's just no, no. He's a normal body. I don't know what it is because it is. Yeah, and then but then like the hair on his legs. It's yeah, just it's like you're just like, just some, just like <laughs> looks like a freaking Uncle Randy. Yeah. Like Yeah. Ugh. But he was obviously he's a very key player in Crocodile's plan because he could cha- change his face to look like the kings and then be really douchey to people. So Yep. I mean that was good. I mean in terms of MVPs, you can even put a chocolate up to Bon Clay. Because, like <laughs> he really was like the centerpiece of the whole plot. Like without Bon Clay Crocodile doesn't have a plan. Yeah, that's true, man. Bon Clay's a big deal. Oh, and then we also, 
I don't know how we failed to mention this. We cannot talk about Alabasta, especially us, and not mention the very finale of it all. Which y'all don't know is that Travis just lifted up his arm and he's holding it up to the sky. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a really cool moment when ever they're leaving uh, Alabasta and um, Princess, you know, they're saying goodbye to Princess Vivi and um, and like they just like silently just raise their arms. Right. And we have we like I, we've mentioned this in other podcasts, but we have the tattoo on our arms, the X. We have it on our on our arms forever. <laughs> yep, <laughs> until we die. That's right. Yeah, this is just a really good moment, and actually, um, people don't know this, like, people, like, I don't know, like, what the confusion is, but Princess Vivi is a straw hat. Hmm. She's a straw hat pirate. People don't know that. They th- just, she's just not, she doesn't travel with them and go places, but she's still a straw hat pirate. She she officially joined the crew, and she's a part of the crew still, even though she lives in Alabaster. So they're saying goodbye to their fellow crewmates, which makes it even more powerful. That's true. Yeah. So, so she's, I didn't realize that she was part of the Straw Hat Pirates, so like, yeah, like, I, I guess it's true. But... Oda confirmed it himself. Okay. Yeah. So, do you think that she'll ever be in, reintroduced? Oh, yeah. She's definitely a character that's coming back. You think so? Oh, yes. Princess Vivi is for sure coming back. And if you're wondering who, if you thought Nami was the weakest Straw Hat, guess again, Princess Vivi is the weakest Straw Hat. That's true. <laughs> she's way but she has, But she has the power <laughs> of, like... Social skill, you know, like that's yeah, her thing. It's like yeah. it's a, it, hers is a political thing. Yeah. So they even it's honestly like an asset to the Straw Hats because like now they have some sort of like leverage of power with like the government. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just whenever they're like leaving, you're just like tears in your eyes, like goodbye, Vivi, goodbye, Duck Guy. <laughs> oh yeah, what was his name? I can't remember. There's like the whole squad of them too. Yeah, he had, like, friends. The Duck Squad or whatever. Yeah, it's like the equivalent to Ninja Hounds. It's like <laughs> Duck Squad. I don't know what that squad. is. You know, Kakashi summons the Ninja Hounds. Yeah, I don't remember Man, that. get out of here. I don't remember it. All right, well, I, I, we, I really, we don't have anything else to talk <coughs> about with this podcast, Ant, so uh, I think we we should just bring it to a close, man. Okay. I do want to give a little shout, a little couple of shout-outs. Um, shout-out to you for uh, the making of our intro music. Thank you, thank you. I worked on it very hard. Thank you, thank you, Travis. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Clark for the uh, art that we have now. Thanks, um, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Shout out to you. Y'all can find him on Facebook. Um, for if you guys like his artwork style, uh, he does commissions. And uh, thanks to me. Thank you, thank you, me. <laughs> um, I'm awesome because I have bronchitis and strep throat, and I'm still doing this. Wow. So shout out to me. Wow. Uh, if you ever want to hit us up on uh, Twitter, Two Piece Podcast. Yes. Or is it just Two Piece Podcast? Uh, the Twitter handle is at the Two Piece Pod. Okay. Um, but if you lo- just look up Two Piece Podcast, you should be able to find us. And we po- we post links to all of our podcasts on there. You probably found this podcast through there <laughs> because that's our main form of social media. If you have any disagreements with this podcast, if you think, wow, Travis, you're an idiot and I want to say my opinion, just comment on the thread below this video and on Twitter. And if you want to go off on me and say, yo, stop coughing in the middle of a video, you can email me at the2piecepodcast at gmail.com. Because we're official. Yes, official. We are quite official. And please, guys, if you got friends who watch anime, tell them about us. We're, you know, we're, we're just starting out. We come from humble beginnings. 
but we know that we are the best podcast around, so please just spread the word. Spread the word, people. We're not as good as cereal. Who the heck is that? You scrub. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Travis. I'm Ant. And don't even know who cereal is. They're another podcast. They're like the number one podcast out there. Oh, freak. I had never. Yeah, they're like the number one. What is it?